The Geeky Retro Nerd Show is part of the Art, Comedy and Pop Culture Network of Podcasts. Hello, how are you doing? Welcome, welcome, blimey, welcome, feels a bit weird saying this, welcome to the Geeky Retro Nerd Show. My name is Adam and I am a Geeky Retro Nerd. Blimey, what is going on? Gordon, I haven't done a show since December 2019. The date is now the 8th of September 2020. And uh, man alive has the world changed since then. I hope you're all well. I hope you're all safe. I hope the pandemic hasn't impacted you um, too much. Um, uh, It's been an absolutely crazy, crazy time. We actually had a baby on the day the UK went into lockdown. A baby. (laughs) So that's been, so that's been fun. Uh, pretty intense, just us and a three-year-old toddler running about, uh, getting bored and and acting up. <laughs> it's been okay, actually. It's been all right. It's been all right. Um, so in that time, what have I been doing? Well, it, it's it's a really long pause, isn't it, from December last year till till now. Um, I started a new business. Me and my buddy Roy, we started a new business a, a, a little while ago. And uh, it was just before the, the the pandemic really sort of kicked off. And it's Scene Stealers Booking Management. And we have a, a roster of movie and TV stars who we promote to various comic cons and events here in the UK and in uh, US and Europe. So what a time to start that kind of business. All the comic cons and events have, have been cancelled. <laughs> so, um, so that wasn't the wisest of moves. But uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun. Um, hopefully, things will kick off again next year. And uh, like I say, and obviously, I'm back. I'm back. I'm excited to be back. Um, I've, I've I've got more interviews already done. I've got more lined up. So let, let's get a, a good little run going with the interviews. So who have I got on this show for you to, to kick off my return? Well, before the pandemic kicked off, uh, pre-COVID-19, I spoke to Dana Barron from National Lampoon's Vacation. Have a listen. Well, Dana, th- thank you so much for agreeing to speak to me. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I was doing the ironing in the house and um while i was doing that i thought i'll put a movie on so for the hundred millionth time i put on national lampoon's vacation i know that movie inside out however i did something that i have never done before and i watched the movie with the commentary track with i think it was the 30th Uh. i think it might have been the 30th anniversary of the movie in one well, nearer the 40th anniversary now um but exactly, it was yeah. yeah there was you chevy 
uh, Harold Ramis, I think Anthony Michael Hall and Randy Quaid. And, and I was really impressed because you could remember a lot of the production of that movie. And you were always um, saying to Chevy, or oh, remember you did this, or you were angry about that. or So I thought to myself, I'm, I'm going to see if I can get in contact with Dana. And I found your website. Thank you. I sent you an email. You got straight back to me, and here we are. Here we are. I appreciate you noticing that because that day I found it very frustrating. the first time we got together in many, many years. Right. And I found it very frustrating that I had remembered these things. And I, if I remember properly, he denied a couple. And I'm like, no. You know, it, it, it's like one of those things, I guess, maybe a woman thing. I don't know. But it, <laughs> it's ingrained in my mind what he said because it affected me in a certain way, in such a way. But, you know, people sometimes just rattle off things and they don't think about it. But... You, you know, it doesn't affect you. That person who says it maybe not affect them, but other people would affect. So, yes, thank you for noticing that because I, you know, I haven't listened to it since it was done, but I remember leaving when we, we taped it and going, why did he just, you know, things I always wanted to talk to him about he never admitted to or whatever. So I appreciate that. No, no problem. I mean, like I say, I was impressed because I can't even remember what I did a couple of days ago. <laughs> So, so to remember um, something from 30 years ago was really good. Um, but but obviously it was a big thing in your life, being in this uh, amazing movie. Yeah, that's the other thing is that when you're young and doing such a big project, I think you're starry-eyed, starry-eyed and really sucking up as much as you can. <laughs> so things are going to be remembered in a different way than somebody's always done them, then they're done that. So it was... Very exciting for me, yes. Good so, question, thank you. So how did you come to be in National Lampoon's vacation, Dana? You, you, you had done other stuff, hadn't you, prior to the movie? Yes. I um, had started acting at a very young age. It was in my fa or is in my family. And um, I had uh, an agent manager and just normal acting things. They sent you up on the audition and you book it. So I was lucky that I was in the right time at the right place when Harold Ramis was in town and he had already had booked Anthony Michael Hall and um, we call him, his actual name is Mike. It's Mike Anthony Hall, but he had to change it because of having to do with union issues. But anyway, so Mike um, and I had great chemistry and um, I had a scene where I had to argue with him in the car in the truckster. So we did a very good argument that day with the lines, and I was, like I said, I was lucky enough to book it, be there at the right time at the right place. Great, because I, I was when I was um, sort of researching online for this, I was interested to note that your your first movie, or, well, it says on Wikipedia anyway that your first movie was also Tom Hanks' first movie. Yes, and that was just on television. Um, he was talking about it on one of the shows, the magazine shows, the Entertainment Tonight show. And I was there, I was. I took a screenshot of the TV. I'm like, oh my gosh, so much fun. Yes, in the 70s, we did He Knows You're Alone, which was, you know, that there's a lot of horror movies that were going on during that time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we filmed it. It was a lot of fun, and he was there. And sometimes I'd see him just, 
in California, if you're walking across the street or whatever, it was actually the first time I saw him was in New York. I went, hey, Tom, and he turns around. And I'm like, hey, you know, he knows your name. He's like, yeah, hi. You know, it was really funny. Um, so he remembers it well, and so do I, because it was both of our first. And did you have an idea at that time, Dana, about, you know, obviously with it being Tom Hanks' first film, did you, did you have an idea then that he was going to go on to be one of the biggest stars in the world? No, no, he was very fun and a little curt, you know, with a sense of humor. But no, I mean, everyone, there's other people that um, were a little bit more fun and funny. and But no, I, I had no idea, but... It was very great to see how you went from Bosom Buddies, the sitcom, and then Splash, and then just kept building and building, and it was it was a joy to see. And and so you so you, you auditioned for um, National Lampoon's Vacation. You say that you had a great chemistry with um, Anthony Michael Hall. Mike, yes. Yeah, Mike uh, Michael Anthony Hall. And- <laughs> Because, yeah, technically, yes, and Harold Ramis, like I said, was in the room too, which was great fun. Yeah, because on on the commentary track, I did notice that you kept calling um, Anthony Michael Hall Mike. Right, <laughs> it's, it's, so, that is Michael Anthony Hall, but he had to switch it around for this Screen Actors Guild Union, so he switched it around because someone else was an Anthony Michael Hall. So, uh, sorry. Someone else was a Michael Anthony Hall, so he changed it to Anthony Michael Hall. So he's really Mike. And to my kid, he's Uncle Mike. <laughs> All right, okay. So you're still in contact with him? Um, huge. I just read something from him today, actually. All right. Um, he lives maybe three minutes down the street from me, and he's getting married for the first time. Oh, cool. Um, in, in June. So um, I'm going to be going to his wedding. Oh, lovely. That, that's really yes. nice how you've stayed in contact all this time. Yes, actually it's November now that I'm thinking of it. I'm sorry, another person's getting married in June. Not that it matters, but yes, we're still in contact. I celebrate sometimes the holidays with him and um, his girlfriend, with he and his girlfriend. Um, really lovely, and I just was putting away a Christmas card I got from Chevy and I emailed Bev all the Beverly D'Angelo all the time. Um, so yes, it's still a family in a way. And we did an autograph show not too long ago. First time we all got together to do an autograph show, and it's it's just it's great for me. I I adore all of them. So um, like I said, I'm very lucky to be part of it. I saw online that um, reunion that you're referring to there, and I was very jealous. Ooh. I wish I could have gone. <laughs> It was so much fun, and um, just uh, the fans, some fans drive 10 hours in a car, like <laughs> family truckster, <laughs> just to see us, that's their own vacation, coming to see the people from vacation, because it seems like we had such a great impact on a lot of people's lives, in the sense that they referred their lives to National Lampoon's vacation all the time to the point where I'm going to plug my book that I'm now in the process of writing a book called Holiday Road, Are We There Yet? Oh, brilliant. Title. And I just, everyone who comes to the show, they all have their great stories of why they're like National Emblem's Vacation. So I'm like, please, please, 
you know, tape one of your sh- you know, stories for me or send it in, email me so I can have a story and collect them for a book and have a cute, fun book about their vacation stories, you know, loving vacations. So I thought it would be fun. And, and does it surprise you or amaze you that, you know, I mentioned before we are nearer, uh, well, we're very near the 40th anniversary of that movie. Does it, does it surprise you that, that people are still so, um, um, to still love the movie as much after all this time? Well, when I, I watch it, it really does hold up. There's I mean, a few things, obviously, you get away with they'd never get away with today and <laughs> political correctness. But I, I, for some reason, it was one of those magical movies that people love and always like play. I know people play a lot of times Christmas Vacation. Obviously, I'm not in that one. No. But they always say that they have to play that. Like It's a Wonderful Life is one of my favorite all-time movies, and I have to watch it every year, every Christmas. So I guess it becomes a tradition in people's families yeah. to watch <laughs> watch tragedies and people still, you know, are close <laughs> family and it. You know, we do that too. So we're tragedy. We come out and have fun and, and have a great story to tell. So vacation is a great story to tell and everyone can relate to horrible family vacations, I hope, um, that turn out fun and a great story to tell. I mean, I, I do love Christmas Vacation as well, and you're right. It is a, it's definitely a tradition in my house to watch Christmas Vacation. But you can only really watch that movie at Christmas. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, you can watch anytime, and it's and and Thank va- you. Vacation is the best of the. And did you watch? See, I'll tell you something. I have only seen my movie because I was so hurt that Amy Heckerling decided when Michael Anthony Hall, Mike, or Anthony Michael Hall, I keep switching it around, um, <laughs> doing weird science and he couldn't go off and do European vacations. So they just, Amy Heckerling, the new director, decided to get two new kids. And unfortunately, that wouldn't be me. So they went off and did this big second film. And I went off with my pack backpack on my back and went around Europe myself. You know, I was 18 and looked, I don't know, 12. So it was really fun, a great adventure for me, but I always felt hurt that I didn't get to do the Christmas vacation. So what, why I'm telling you this story is that I haven't seen any of the other films. I've just heard about things like the squirrel and uh, the Christmas vacation one is very funny. And some, some something about a roundabout in the European one, I guess. But that's it. I don't know anything about any of those. Yeah, because European Vacation came after Vacation, didn't it? Um, yeah, so European, then Christmas, then Vegas. Um, and I did uh, something for television with Randy Quaid. Yeah. Um, uh, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure, Christmas Vacation too. And it's not much to talk about, to be honest. It was it's kind of an, one of those embarrassing films. Um, we had fun doing it, but it really wasn't at all um, <laughs> to the way big. Well, apart from uh, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo, you're you're the only other one to have played to have reprised the role again. Yeah, as as Audrey. Many, many, many. Yes, in that movie. As Audrey. So you, so you didn't get to do any of the other ones. You didn't get to do European Vacation. but So you literally went on your own European Vacation. 
yes. That's great. Yes. I said, well, they're not taking, they're taking myself. And my mother was like really upset. Cause here I am, like I said, I'm very, I'm small, uh, you know, I'm not tall. And I looked at that time, looked much younger. Yeah. So think of me with a backpack that was literally towering over my little head. And I literally closed my eyes would point to the map and where I was going, I'll go, okay, I'll go here today. I was, and I had it, you know, for the uh, train, I just would just hop on, hop off and meet people along the way. It was fantastic. And eventually I lived in, in France for a while and England filming um, various projects. So I, I miss Europe very, very much. Where in England did you live, Dana? I lived in London. Um, and uh, in France, I lived, well, we were traveling. I did a, a, a series uh, called William Tell, which was also called Crossbow which um, filmed all over France. So it was wonderful traveling around France. Oh, great. Good for you. Sounds great. Yes, I'm sorry. A solicitor is trying to call through my therapy feed, but it's a solicitor, so I'm going to not pay attention. <laughs> um, so how old were you in National Lampoon's Vacation, Dana? Because like you say, you are, I think you were slightly older than you looked in the movie. Yes. And you guys can find out my age on IMDb because I ain't, I ain't oh, telling it. Sorry. It's not polite to ask a lady's age. I apologize. Um, no I did start off in the movie. I was supposed to be the older sister. But Michael, as you might heard on the track, grew a lot. He started off a little bit like Beverly type. By the end of the movie, he was towering over her. So they decided to kind of view the lines closer to him looking, being older, because obviously I didn't grow, but he grew a lot. He was just going stage. And, and it's something you refer to quite a lot on that commentary track about the fact that, you know, they had to redo the ending of that movie. Yeah. And, and in between, uh, Mike had grown somewhat. Yeah. And, and it's quite noticeable. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah he, grew, he grew during the shoot. And he grew by the time we came back, again, which was not very long, July, August, September, October, November, December, maybe six months later, five months. So he was definitely during his growing spurt then. And why did they reshoot the ending, Dana? Because originally, by the way, I'm DanaBaron.net, another plug. I have my original script, which I sell online. I've, re I've Xeroxed it, and I, I send it. It has the original ending. Um, it is... The original ending is where we go to Roy Wally's uh, estate and we hold him up with that gun that Chevy had got at a store. <laughs> it was, I think it was a toy gun. Um, a BB gun, maybe. Yeah. Yes, it was a BB gun. Anyway, so he holds Roy Wally up and it was kind of grim. It was depressing. And when they did a test audience, Harold said, and Maddie Simmons, producer, said that it just tested like it was such a and ending the people went, oh, someone, they said, oh, we've got a more of an upbeat, fun ending. And so they, you know, six months later, like I said, or, um, we, we, we went back and shot at uh, an amusement park in California here. And the alternative ending, or the, or the, well, not an alternative, the actual ending that was used in the movie gave an yes. opportunity for John Candy to appear. Yes, and, we, yeah, we shot at Six Flags, and um, when John Candy came on the set, Mike 
was very, very like he was up on every all the comedians and a very funny guy. And he um he's like, oh my gosh, from Second City, oh my gosh, it's John Candy. I'm like, huh, what? <laughs> so I learned the brilliance of John Candy. That didn't take very long to understand what he was doing and the fun of his quality and sweet, sweet, nice guy. Yeah, and and he's so, not he's not in the movie much, but what he does is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's very very. It's not even. It's more than a cameo. Yeah. It it it. He comes in. He comes out. But he he lands it and nails it. And like Emma Jean Coco, she really isn't in it that long, but she makes such an impression with what she did. Um, it's like the movie with Eddie Murphy, and you have Banana and the Tailpipe. Everyone remembers the banana and the tailpipe. That guy was just really, really just small part, but it was a big part. And it's, there is no small parts. There's only small actors. Um, that was what Sunset Boulevard or something like that. Yeah. Quote. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So you have to make it the best you can make it and don't just walk through because it's a small part. It's really, it, he really made such an impression on everybody. John Candy. Oh yeah, I really like John Candy. I love his movies. Um, so something else I was interested in is the the production of the movie was quite um, intense, wasn't it? You 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 guys literally did do a cross country jaunt yes, to make okay. the movie. <laughs> yes, definitely cross country. Um, a vacation within a vacation, and everybody really was in their own vacation way because um, Chevy Chase's wife, Janie, she was pregnant for the first time. Yeah. So he was almost a father coming up soon. So they were very in their own little private space. You had um, Beverly, who was married to this Italian uh, great man. And she, you know, everyone was in having such a great time during this time. That's maybe why the magic was in the film because everyone was so happy having fun, and here I was on vacation, too, traveling four different states, and um, being a New Yorker and being able to travel and, and beautiful country you know, side, and and Mike too, and it was it was like one of those things, yeah, going across country with the crew, who was always very fun too, and they were having a blast. Um, and that's maybe why I remember more because they maybe were having too much of a blast at times. And um, I, I was a little, you know, I'm a very live my life very sober. So um, yeah, I think my memory is a little bit better. But I'm getting older, so it is affected little by little. <laughs> well, you can remember an awful lot. Like I say, I can't remember what I did yesterday. Um, so did it get difficult at any time? You know, but there must have been difficult times with so many people and and moving about so much from state to state. Good question. No one's ever asked that to me before. I think the only difficulty that comes to mind, no, it was it was quite seamless. Everyone, every, everything was planned out perfectly for me. But mind you, I wasn't producing. I was only acting in it. So <laughs> if they had behind the scene problems, I didn't know of it. But at that time, I was dating. I had wanted. I had started to date someone for the first time during that time. All right. And I was heartbroken. So I had my first heartbreak, and I was traveling for, what, a few months over the summer, and I, oh, no. I was going, oh, and I pictures of the boy up on the, you know, in the little um, Winnebago we had, and so I was boohooing to myself. 
But other than that, no, I was having a great time. And something else I laughed at. Um, actually, I think I think on the on the Blu-ray of the movie, I think there's a kind of um, like a documentary about the making of the movie, and um, and Mike's talking about how pleased he was that Christy Brinkley was in the movie. <laughs> Uh, yeah, definitely. He and, and everybody was oohing and eyeing over Christy, who, who, you know, she was, supermodels were just called that for really, I don't know, I could be wrong, but it seemed to be more of a catchphrase at that point. Yeah. And, um, and obviously she graced the covers of Sports Illustrated and all these magazines, and I didn't know who she was until I met her, but Michael did. <laughs> like I said, he knew everything. <laughs> so... Yeah, she was very friendly, and she had her boyfriend at the time, Olivier Chandon, who was the heir to the, the Moet Chandon uh, fortune, and unfortunately he died uh, not even a year later in a right. race car accident. Oh, no. And I had become friends with he, and yeah, it was terrible. He and Christy and I met up with them in New York, and we came back to California, and her father's Malibu house by the beach and went swimming. I mean, it was, like I said, it was a real family, and very fun to be all together and Christy was really kind and sweet and um it's just a blast yeah and, you, and you've said a few times it you know it, it was like a real family and and that was the impression I was getting even all those years later on that commentary track that you were all laughing and joking with each other and and um it, it didn't sound like you know, you you had been apart for thirty years. You know, it it was it was. I really enjoyed listening to that commentary commentary track. Um, thank you. I I guess it's like when you see old friends and you haven't been able to to actually be together for a while, and if it's a solid bond, then it's timeless and seamless. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, so it was it was fun. Just it was it was a reunion. It was fun to be with everybody, and then. We did the old Navy commercial, and like I said recently, it's the first time we got together for an autograph show, and it's exciting because people are just happy to see us. I mean, how often do you meet strangers? They're just happy and think they know you, and it's their family because their family related to your family. It's a magical movie in that way. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Dana, Dana, something I did not know when I was... Um, researching for our chat and you can confirm or deny this um so okay. so harold ramis uh was in ghostbusters yeah. wrote ghostbusters yeah. uh, or co-wrote ghostbusters i read that sigourney weaver's character dana barrett is named yeah. after you good research yes and i'm very proud of that is that true uh, it's true he called me up at home it said you know, I, I can't do the Harold Ramis voice. And he, and he said, can I, do you mind if I name her after you? But he said, Dana Barrett, not Dana Barrett. And I said, that's great. Thanks, Harold. And I actually went to, I've never told anybody this, um, on, in an interview. I went to the set and I watched them film um, Ghostbusters and analyzed this and things that he did because I kept in touch with him. And I'm still friends with his daughter, Violet, who did vacation. She was Again, a that's right. within Vicky. Yeah, she's like, like, sings like a bird and eats like a horse and things. She forms out of That is Harold's daughter, yeah. who literally 
I, I probably at least email her once a year and try to see her when I get, when I'm in New York. So, um, no, thank you for knowing that. Yes, it was, it was an honor. And another honor, which is a little bit of off track. Recently, a friend bought it for me. I'm a Lego. There's the family structure is a Lego. Uh. Um, Kit, where you build the family structure, and I'm literally a Lego, and it kind of looks like me too. I'm like, that's wild. That's such an honor. So between Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis naming me Dana Barrett, and me being a Lego, what a great movie to be part of. I, you couldn't have been in a better movie, I think, and with a better and with a better group of people. Yes. But that's really interesting um, about. Uh, Dana Barrett being named after yourself, and and as well, like you went to the set to watch it being filmed, because of course they're bringing they're bringing out another Ghostbusters movie. Uh, I was going to say next year, this year, um, and and I'm I'm hoping it's going to be a tribute or or, or a tribute to uh, Harold Ramis. I hope so. I didn't see the the trailer. One, I think there was a, a lot of women that did the the one that they the remake of that one, and they're doing another one. I I I heard wind of that, but I don't know much about it. But it's exciting to know. And yes, I hope it's a tribute to Harold because he is very very missed. I didn't get to know John Candy on a friendship level, but Harold, I did. Um, yeah. I, unfortunately, you know, it's like you get older and you start losing people. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which I'm learning little by little. Like Olivia Chandon, he was one of my first friends who died, Christie's boyfriend, um, ever. And I was, I literally, okay, here I'm giving away secrets. I literally went back to shoot the ending. I was in my hotel, a friend called, and she was very upset. I'm like, what's going on? She was like, Olivia died. I'm like, what? You know, I was like, I was in shock. And it was the first time that ever happened to me when someone that young, he was in his 20s, um, had passed away in a friend. So, um, and a great, great guy. And I never got to talk to Christy about it, unfortunately, because um, she wasn't on the reunion things. So I haven't been able to really sit down with her and say, you know, had this, but they had broken up by the time he had passed away. Oh, right, I see. So I just not affected her. I have no idea. But he had... Um, he had sent her a pearl necklace, and I thought it was interesting that Billy Joel sings Uptown Girl, and even though I can't afford to buy her pearls, isn't his song? I went, hmm, oh, is there yeah. a connection? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yes, but it could just be because it rhymes well. Yeah, pearl, it could pearl. Be. Yeah. I don't know. Or, it could, or there could be something sub subconscious there that he did. I don't know. I never. I, I haven't asked Billy. Maybe one day I'll get to ask Billy. I don't know. Is there any other? Rachel. Is there any other plans, Dana, for the cast to get back together for another reunion? Like I say, the 40, 40 year mark is coming up quickly. That would be that would be very lovely. But right now, my only reunion is with Michael. When I see him, when he gets back, he's right now. He's on a, a little tour he's doing right now in Texas, and then I'll see him. Like I said, for his wedding. But he lives down the street, so hopefully I'll see him when he gets back in town. But other than that, there is no plan that I know of. Um, I'm going to be going to the East Coast Comic Con to do some signings in uh, New Jersey. 
in June. So um, that's the only time I know I'm going to be working with fans. I don't think even Michael's doing that one. I think I'm alone on that. Um, so no to answer your question. It would be nice. Maybe magazines will approach us at some point, but I don't know yet. And now 90s are being very revered. I don't. I think 80s are going to slip out of yeah because now it's the 20s. So I think 90s is going to be the new 80s. Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> Think, what I, movies are good in the nineties? Like I'm not. I mean, there are a lot, but which ones stick out for you? Because you're the expert. Um. Oh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic. That's fun, but I guess you could do reunions on that. And there's a great cast. Yeah. But I don't. I feel like comedies and stupid things. Comedies and stupid things in the nineties. Oh, I'd have to have a think. You put us on the spot now. <laughs> Most. <laughs> Most of the movies I watch are 80s. <laughs> Animal House, stuff like that. Our producer did Animal House too, Maddie Simmons. All right. So there's always like crossovers with various people from Vacation and Animal House that worked on either film. Sarah Holcomb was hanging out with uh, Brian Joel Murray, and she was in Animal House. So we had a lot of fun crossovers filming that too. Like I said, great, great comedians involved in casting and um, it would have been nice if I'd done all the movies. I was just thinking about that last night. Um, if I, I don't know what how my life would be if I had done four of the major films. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I you know the things that happen in life, like my kid, and it's all like a domino effect. So obviously things would be different than what I have now. But how different? It's amazing. Maybe, maybe, and and I can understand why you would think like that. However, uh, you know, let's be honest, the the other movies have a varying level of uh, quality to them, I think. You're definitely in the best one. Uh, Christmas Vacation is a very, very close second. Uh, Actually, I think European Vacation has got the best joke in it. I... All I know is about the roundabout, but if if Michael and I were in it, wouldn't it have been better and more beloved? Maybe. Uh, but, yeah, there's always that as well. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, like what film does huge numbers and then they recast the major characters in it? Who does that? I mean, that I, I, it's so sad that I didn't get to be. My family left me, and I felt very betrayed in that way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's regularly done in TV shows, isn't it? Like Fresh Prince of Bel Air springs to mind. They re, uh, they recast Aunt Viv, and and it's it's very jarring. You know, it, actually, this past week, my wife and I have watched both European Vacation and Vegas Vacation, and um, I say the same thing every time. They should have kept the same cast. <laughs> Because Thank because there were, because there was even another one more recently, wasn't there? Um, oh, that's right. The re- yes, yes, yes. With Ed Helms and um, right. I didn't see it too because I was rebelling against that one yeah. too. <laughs> um, well, Chevy and Beverly are in that I one as well. They do a cameo, and I actually was told by one of the um, New Line people that there was a big chance that I would do a small part in it or small whatever. A cameo, shall we say? No small part. Um, and then they did it, and they didn't—they didn't follow up on what I was being told. So once again, I—I was—I felt, huh? What? 
you know, if if they're doing it, why can't I? But they already had, you know, other people playing my character, so they couldn't have me come in. And yeah, but did did you hear that Johnny Galecki from The Big Bang is planning to do a, a sitcom yes. based on Vacation? Yes, I did read that. Yeah. So I hope I get to <laughs> I get to be a cameo in that one. <laughs> Maybe with Michael, it'll be very funny because Michael recently did something called the Goldbergs, where oh, um, that's I, a comedy. I love the Goldbergs, and he plays a character like John Candy, kind of an homage to him. So, all right. Um, so maybe, maybe this one, if it comes to fruition through HBO, um, maybe I'll get to renew my part again. And I hope she does get to play that role again in that uh, TV series, if it does ever get made. I've never heard anything more about that. I mean, it was a good while ago, beginning of this year, that I spoke to Dana. I haven't heard anything more about that. But fingers crossed she gets to do it again. I think I think she was a bit upset. Well, you could hear she was upset that uh, the role of Audrey Griswold was um, recast. So I hope you enjoyed that. I'm back. I'm pleased to be back and I'll speak to you again very, very soon.